0: Hey there friends, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to invite you to our next Collaboration Zone Zoom party. This is a free Zoom chat get together with all of my entrepreneur friends in the Rise and Recovery Network, where we can share mind and business growth tips, strategies, and you get to network with other entrepreneurs of all experience levels. So if you wanna level up your business and get connected, book your spot today, head on over to www the road forward slash collaboration zone. When we recover, we are returning to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. We begin the process of regaining control over something that was lost. Welcome to the Road Beyond Recovery podcast, and my name is Tamar, your host. Have you ever felt like you were meant for more? Well, I help people discover their purpose so they can follow their passion and realize what they are truly capable of. My mission is to empower people in recovery to embrace their authentic selves, live up to their true potential, and answer the question what lies beyond recovery for you? Hey guys, what's happening? Thanks so much for joining me on the Road Beyond Recovery podcast. Today we're going to be talking about, you know, what are some of the things that contribute to addiction in general? Because this is an interesting topic I find. There's lots of different opinions out there. And of course, I'm just always sharing from my own personal experience. Um, You know, I know there's so much more to all of this, Uh, but you know, I wanted to talk about that. But before we get into today's episode, I want to share a little gratitude and today I am grateful for walking in the rain. I think because we have had such a warm warm summer and it's now cooled down at least where I am and you know today I went on a couple walks and actually, you know, walked in the rain. And normally I'm a big baby and I'm a fair weather golfer, I'm a fair weather outdoor activity goer. And I don't love walking in the rain, but I thought about it and just thought, you know, it's raining, which is cool. We need the rain, obviously. We've had a ton of it this last weekend as I'm recording this episode. And I was just grateful that I actually got up off my butt and went for two walks today in the rain because it it makes me feel good that I didn't stay home and... Feel lazy and just start to feel guilty about not getting out. I got, you know, a couple good walks with uh, some great friends. So I had good conversations. And the fact that we were all out there getting wet, just walking and talking, it felt really good. So today, I am grateful for walks in the rain. On today's show, I wanted to talk about things that could be contributing to addiction in general. And I say in general because. As you guys know, I've, you know, struggled with food in the past and it's something that I have to work on. Uh drugs, alcohol, relationship, right? So I think there's a lot of things that contribute to addiction and like I said, you know, this is just my own experience and these are things I've observed and conversations that I've had, but you know, my dad brought up a very interesting topic and he has worked with a lot of chefs throughout his career. And you know, we're actually working on a documentary right now on people rising in recovery, but before it used to be a lot about food. And so we had this great conversation about, you know, when you go to a restaurant, you get these massive portions, right? More than one person can normally eat. And we all feel this need, or most of us, I actually have a great friend of mine that can go to a restaurant, eat half and put it away. It's absolutely incredible. But for someone like me, who has this very addictive personality and loves food, I'm a big foodie. I have a hard time stopping, right? I can get full and that's why I'm practicing intuitive eating, but I can know I'm getting full and just love the taste of something and continue to eat it until it's gone. When you know, if I could just take that mindset that, hey, you know what, I could always eat half of this later, right? I could just pack it up, then I wouldn't be full, I wouldn't feel like crap, bloated, tired, all that kind of stuff. But why is it that there are these massive portion sizes, you know, and it's interesting going, I could never afford it when I was in addiction, but I have gone to fancier restaurants now, as I've grown up a little bit as an adult. And the portion sizes at a really expensive high-end restaurant are very small, right? Things are very rich, of course, right? There's lots of good stuff in it. But I've noticed the difference between going to a regular restaurant where you get massive portions, way more than one could eat, and going to a fancier restaurant where they, uh, they serve you smaller portions and you know you'll get your your appetizer and then your entree your dessert you might get a little bit of bread but it's it's more of an experience and it's not so much on this just you know as much as you can possibly consume so I'm kind of curious what would happen if all the restaurants started giving smaller portions would people just order more because they would they were used to that I don't know and of course you know, advertising, sugar. I mean, I love sugar. I'm more of a salt person, but I love sugar. And of course, when I start eating sugar, I'm terribly triggered to eat more sugar. But you know, there's so much stuff now so much just made that's that's processed food. Um, that of course, once we start eating it, we can't stop. I know that for me, it's a big bag of chips. I just love eating chips. And I'll keep going now that has changed slightly since I've been doing the intuitive eating, which is great. But You know, you think about all the advertising that we see as well. You know, we can be, I I remember I would be sitting there watching TV and a commercial would come on, right? Maybe it was my favorite fast food joint, or it was the snack that I love to eat. And right away I would get hungry because I'm watching this and it's meant to lure you in, obviously, because that's what marketing is for, right? It's, it's meant to get us to purchase something. And, you know, we're bombarded with all that stuff, right? It's always what will give us pleasure, right? Will we have a good time? Um, Because they know how to speak to us. So, you know, is that something that is contributing to addiction? Because I know, you know, I never, I don't, I don't remember if, you know, and you can tell me if I'm wrong or not, but when I was younger, I never used to see a lot of alcohol commercials. And, you know, I don't know if it's just because I wasn't watching the stations that had them, but now I notice, you know, and I don't watch TV all that often anymore, but when I do, there's always alcohol commercials, right? And it's always people having a good time and, you know, because as a result of drinking that, that brand of beer or that vodka or whatnot. And, you know, when you're, you have, when you have issues with addiction, obviously it doesn't quite play out that way and nobody shows the hangover and what's going to happen the next day, but you know, it really is you know, acceptable drinking. And there are a lot of people who can do it um, responsibly, obviously, but does that kind of thing contribute to addiction, right? Because it's glorified. I mean, I'm so grateful I had never gone to Mexico or anywhere all-inclusive in my addiction because I can't even fathom having seven days to drink all I could drink and not having to pay extra for it. So I'm very grateful. But are these kind of things also contributing to our addiction issues. One of the other things that I've really watched and witnessed is and thank goodness I have a doctor that will not prescribe this kind of stuff but you know is prescription painkillers. It is crazy how easy it is for some people to get this stuff and you know, obviously we, there are times in our lives when we need this kind of stuff. You know, I'm not here to judge whether or not it's right or wrong, but what I've experienced and what I've seen is that there are a lot of people who get hooked to these prescription painkillers and, you know, will become a heroin addict or an alcoholic, right? Because it is an easy way to get started and they feel good. I remember when I went on my honeymoon, you know, I had a uh, gallbladder infection or gallstone. Um, I also had strep throat at the time. And so I had actually wasn't going to the doctor I go to today, but, um, I had gone and got a bunch of T3s because it wasn't scheduled for my surgery for another couple months. And so I spent my whole entire honeymoon wasted on Tylenol 3s and um and alcohol right and when I was younger right I had my my I slipped disc in my back and I was given pain meds and I got addicted to pain meds because I loved pills and you know I have to be really careful now when I just take a a regular you know painkiller for your back because I love the feeling that it gives me and so is I know this is a huge problem, right, in North America and most likely worldwide, but I've seen so many people not only fall into addiction as a result of being prescribed these painkillers, but I've also seen people relapse that had that recovery, right? They'd been in it for a while, they'd hurt themselves or, or something had happened where they got access to a painkiller and they've actually relapsed. So, you know, I think those are all things to think about, but, you know, I'd be interested, what else you think contributes to addiction in general? Because I think we're just bombarded with so much information all the time, right? And it's meant to get us to do something, to take action. And so, you know, what are things that you have taken action on that you realized, wow, I can't believe I just did that, right? And you know, maybe it was a treat that you saw on TV and then you couldn't get enough of, so you bought them all the time. I did that with my little cauliflower crust pizzas that I loved so much. But I'd be interested to hear what you think. You can always email me your thoughts at Tamar at the And don't forget to make sure you join us on our next Collaboration Zone Zoom call. This is where you can come and network with like-minded entrepreneurs in recovery. And it's just a great time. So make sure you head on over to www.theroadforward.ca slash Collaboration Zone. And I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Road Beyond Recovery. Did you know that our dreams can become a reality? When you determine your purpose in life and you allow that purpose to guide you, anything is possible, it just takes action. Don't wait until you're ready. Start to create the life you were truly meant to live right now. I am super passionate about my mission to help people live up to their true potential. So if you wanna learn more, check out my website at www.theroadforward.ca. And until next week, keep exploring what lies beyond recovery for you.